Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to another Wired Access podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. To my left, I have the LFA Association ring announcer, Mike Kendall. But he doesn't just stop at cage fighting ring announcement. It's anything and everything. But I tell you, man, you know, it's it's in the voice. I had you once before as uh, actually for an introduction for a segment that I used to do back oh, in the yeah. day. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah, uh, I completely space that off. <laughs> once you get that voice going, once you get, you know, that it, it, the energy matters. No matter the event, it matters. Um, as you guys sometimes, I've said a few times, I DJ games, whether it's volleyball, football, basketball, wrestling. You're playing with emotions. The same thing goes for announcing. One thing that I always have struggles with, and obviously we'll get to it later on with you to see how you could challenge yourself and what you do, is where the heck did you start loving to want to be the announcer? And did you play sports growing up that, that you know, you had to kind of start making decisions? Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, I was, uh, of course, uh, I wanted to be an athlete, like, badly when, when we were kids growing up. Um, I think my first organized, uh, sports I ever did was baseball. Baseball was always, has always been a, you know, you know, pretty decent part of my life. Um, uh, it was like back in 87 and, uh, we went undefeated, you know, in that league. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, I was hooked from then that, that, that moment on. I mean, I always, you know, coming to visit my dad here in Omaha, uh, Became Omaha Royals fan, Kansas City Royals fan. Uh, have been since say, what, about 80, 84, 85. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, to answer, so yes, I love baseball. Um, unfortunately, a bad injury. I broke my leg in half when I was 10. Kind of stunted the the, the greatness that I, that I was going to be in that, in that field. So, obviously, you turn and you look for other things. Uh, uh, I was a, I've I've sang my whole life. And so, you know, voice stuff, you know, mimicking the television, mimicking the radio, stuff like that, you know, kind of put me into like a more vocal based kind of, you know, interest as a kid growing up, going to the circus and watching the ring, the ringmaster or whatever his position. Like, you know, I'm never going to be able to do all these acrobatic, you know, stunts and anything like that. But man, what it would be to have a job like that. And uh, going to events, I've always just kind of, you know, my ears perked whenever you heard the PA announcers talking and stuff like that. And so um, I always wanted to replicate that as a kid growing up. And uh, especially, you know, Michael Buffer then. I was just going to ask, come on now, you got to have some names. I mean, (laughs) of course, you know, Michael Buffer doing the uh, 
you know, rep, trying to replicate, you know, you know, let's get ready, for, uh, let's get ready to rumble. That was something I I, I did a lot, you know. And, and when you think of it, you know, obviously you go from playing and you go to this aspect of loving what you're seeing. What's some of the characteristics that you're seeing in these people that you're like, okay, that's me. I, I got that. Obviously your voice has came to who you are today and, and people always reach out for that voice. Mm-hmm. But is there any other tactics that you saw these people instill and you're like, okay, I could see myself doing that because of that. Certainly. I mean, and like when I, when I first really took announcing as a, you know, as an interest in wanting to make it, you know, to do it, you know, it never, you know, like, Oh, I want to make a living doing this, or I'm going to make a living doing this. It was, you know, wow, I would love to do that. My brother took me to a, uh, an extreme challenge fight at, uh, it was, it, I think it was, uh, Harvey's casino back then. Oh, I don't know man. if it was Harris. I don't know if it was Harris yet, but, um, took me to a fight there. Cause they said, this is what I'm into. This is what I'm doing. Come watch this, you know? And, that's when they I, did the cages outside, right? No, but, this was well, well before okay. that. Yeah, this okay. is this was before that. This is uh, I cannot remember what year it was, but uh, definitely saw I saw Big Papa Schnaki. He was the you know the announcer that then. I'm like, wow, man, I could really you know do this. So fast forward, you know, years down the road, um, I uh, I ran to this gentleman that you know that I started working concrete for, uh, Phil Henderson. And uh, I was like, man, you know, it'd be really nice to get involved in this business somehow. I don't want to sell shirts with you guys. I mean, you know, I want to get into the mix. You know, I want to be a part of it. Find it. Can you help me find a promoter that'll give me a chance? And and when uh, he's like, you know what, I have somebody in, in mind, Marty Anderson. Um, and, uh, you know, go talk to him. And so when when they, they're like, you know, we'll give you a shot. So when sorry, wow, this is real. I'm actually going to have an opportunity to do this. So of course, you know, to answer your question, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, there's been announcers that I've, I've I've loved their style. Obviously, Michael Buffer, you know, the Godfather. Um, but even before that, I mean, you got Jimmy Lennon Jr. Uh, Jimmy Lennon, and then now Jimmy Lennon Jr. Um, I love the cadence of Jimmy Lennon Jr. The way that he says words, and he, <laughs> you know, he puts it together, and it's you know, like it's it's a you're better, you're you know? moving with it when, and, and that's like like. Even with the music, like obviously that's that's what I really love. But I also I've been a MC for so many DJs because they don't like like not everybody yeah. wants the mic. <laughs> no, not they don't. everybody no, wants they don't. the mic. But I get it. The cadence, the the really feeling each word that they're saying, not just they're just rambling off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and gosh, a good friend of mine now, Joe Martinez, is the, he he. Uh, um, announced the wec before the ufc uh purchased them and i mean he still does a lot of, you know, he, now he does he is the secondary uh uh ring announcer to bruce to bruce buffer there at the ufc and like i have conversations with joe a lot because you know he, he kind of mentors me in a lot of different ways but yeah you have to engage your crowd you have to you know connect with them on a level this is not you can't just sit there and present something i was i was listening to a joe rogan podcast uh yesterday and he's like you can't just present this stuff you know especially in these intimate type settings you know you got to really connect with your crowd and, and you know and then you know and have them you know kind of meld that energy of their energy and your energy together yeah. well i mean there's so many different types of hype man there's there's the ones that expect something that they might not have earned yet 
you know, because I, I I don't know about you, but sometimes you can't always feel like you can ask for throw your hands in the air because oh, the yeah. timing doesn't meet the pad. You know what I'm saying? Like Certainly. if you read your crowd and like you said, you're you're melting, you're growing with them, you know, and, and that's what I like about this show is, I mean, we're looking at so many different avenues on sports that just because you didn't make the team that you thought you wanted doesn't mean there is an opportunity. I mean, we talked to eSport gamers. We talked to trainers. We talked to people who have experienced sports all the way until you can't because you decide on something else. And when you think of all this voice stuff, what was your first event that you remember? And did you try to do it for your school? Because I noticed back when we were growing up, this what kids get to do nowadays with the media and all that for their school was not an option. Yeah, you could be a part of the yearbook. You could be a part of that. But but going and, and being the guy who's a commentator for your high school football game on the radio wasn't always an option. No, that wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. You know, the 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 PA announcers and stuff like that, those were always adults. T- and, teachers, and, yes. And whoever, and, yes. And whoever. I got the a really good opportunity because um, when uh, – when I lived at the Omaha home for boys, I went to Benson for a little bit, you know, between in between my Millard schooling um, and Omaha public schools offered a career center. Yeah. Career center as an, as an elective. So they, they had like introduction to TV and radio broadcasting. And I was like, I'm in. Did like, they have the internet w- when you were doing it? Like where you would go write code, like HTML. Oh, cause that was the three. Not. That was the three. Cause it was broken <laughs> down into three when I went there. And yeah. I love the I love the career center down there at, at uh, Tech High. Yeah, it had the intro to radio. It had the intro to uh, TV. But then they threw in computer where we were learning how to type the HTML before. You know, now you got all these programs. I don't now. even know if the internet was alive. Was was alive? <laughs> You're not that much older. Come on, man. I mean, I'm 44. I mean, this is we're that's talking, only four years. That we're ain't talking, that this bad. This is like 90. This is this was 95. 96. Yeah. See, I, I'm only 97, 98 when I was at the Career Center. So yeah. it ain't that far. But I don't, it rem- is. I don't remember computers ever being a part of it, dude. I remember. I believe that. I remember though. sitting in the. I remember sitting in that booth and recording some old Frank Sinatra stuff. And then I had the, you know, tracks, you know, it it was, I mean, I don't feel like it was ever in a computer. I mean, it's not like I was over there like cutting and melding, you know, tape together or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, I didn't get in that deep of it. I I was, I wanted to be on camera, dude. I didn't want, I didn't want anything to do with behind the scenes. Like, do I want to run a camera? No, I I want (laughs) to, you know, no offense to the engineers that are out there. I mean, Hey, I remember, I didn't want to do any of that stuff, dude. I just wanted to be, I wanted to yuck it up in front of the, in front of the camera. At the career center for our TV part, we were called the no name productions. That was our thing. That was our logo, no name productions. And that's what we did. We did like this uh, deodorant commercial, man. I remember like, just thinking of like those opportunities that sometimes people just don't even know are available. Like they don't even know like the experimental part that you could do on each of those avenues to maybe just find something. So obviously you found that you want to be in front of the TV. You got a little bit there at the career center that not all kids take advantage of. Yeah. And and like you said, it was in between your schooling part. Now, where do you go from there? Well, you know, I mean, my instructor there told me, and I'll, I'll never forget this, you know, because it was, a, you know, a blessing in disguise, really. He said, you know, Mike, I understand that, you know, you want to be rich and you want to be famous and you want to, you know, this and that. And I was like, yeah, you're darn right I do. You know, like, this is what I, you know, I'm going to make a living doing this. I'm not going to have to work hard. I'm just going to sit, you know, sit here and do this. He's like, I hate to burst your bubble, but, you know, unless you become syndicated, 
you're, you're really not there's not a lot of money in this in this business you know it's gonna it's gonna be really something that that you're you know you're gonna struggle through life doing and uh, i just want i want you to know that i want to prepare you for that and that way i'm like oh, screw this you know i'm out you know like and i kind of it kind of it kind of squashed my dreams is you know at that moment but uh it was good though because you know they're in in the middle of high school uh, i found concrete work and i learned how to work real hard and i did all that stuff but uh yeah um i i put those dreams you know on the you know to the curb on the side, back burner on the back burner and went and learned how to just completely you know you know to kill it on a job site and to be something to to do something build something with my own hands and and uh anyway you know so you know almost but it's important three though, decades later like, people don't understand no like they don't understand like high school dreams stuff where you know maybe what you're doing already for yourself wasn't great and you thought this is a way out this is a way i can get going your teacher lays reality mm -hmm. but in turn and, and at the moment you're probably pissed off you're like man i wanted this so bad yeah but in the long run it made you stronger to who you are yeah, today you know and in the moment you can't live like that you'll never ever be right and think no that teacher has the best interest for me yeah, I mean, I, 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 he kept it real with me, and that's, I mean, I, I'd rather have that than someone blow smoke up my ass, you know, and tell me that, you know, you're going to be this, and you're going to be that, and then you, and then you, your dreams are crushed in a different way, you know? Yeah, so. because there, there's so much, and, and that's what people don't understand is, like, even for this, for what I do, like, we're like, man, you got so much going on. You're, you're doing so many things, I said, but never once is it me. It's about whatever I'm getting from the story. It's about the high school kids that I'm trying to help just get one eye to see them mm -hmm. on the field because there is how many football players in this world there is how many baseball players there is how many, you know, so that's why I like this platform because it's just like you said, though, money isn't on that other side unless you're syndicated or unless you're like, you have to find that avenue. So obviously, how do you get back into, you know, commentating or uh, announcing? So yeah, so that so then I'm I, I talked to my buddy and he's I was like, find me a promoter that'll give me a shot, and I go and I do my first show, and then you know, to kind of go back to where we were, you know, I was like, how am I going to do this? And so I basically started going running through tape, you know, on you know I ran through tape on. You know, obviously Michael Buffer to kind of freshen that up. I ran tape on Jimmy Lennon Jr. just because I loved always going to his boxing events and hearing, you know, not going to them, but watching them and then, you know, hearing how he presents. And then that, that kind of it's a to me, it was a very infectious style that he had. I just don't stop talking. Keep going. I, I like how, like, <laughs> I like how this story is going, you know, and then and then Joe Martinez. So I so I meld all. So I found something I liked from each one of those guys. It's like. You know, I love the, you know, I love the, you know, the, the classiness, the way that, that Michael Buffer would announce. I like the cadence yeah. of Jimmy Lennon Jr. And I like the style of Joe Martinez and the kind of the, you know, the, 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 the authenticity of the way he would, you know, in, in the way that he would announce Latin guys. He's, I mean, he's a Latino himself. So I was like, okay, you know, when I do this, dude, I want to make sure that I, that I get these, that when I say their name, I want to say it the way that you know their they parents. They want it, yeah. The way that their parents, you know, you know, like down to the 
because there's so many you know now fast forward there's so many fighters that are like wow dude you got my name right dude like how like no one ever like all these other dudes these- and i'm like and that's like that's the feather in my cap i, I love hearing that um and it's not something <laughs> major it's just a matter of taking that pride taking that time yeah. and and that's i mean I remember I I I, had, I announced for this one wedding and and I don't if I'm a if I'm a MC you know how it goes we don't meet them until the day of so we have yeah. to make it seem like they've known us for years right and then we have to announce people we might not have seen the names until right then and then they're like well you don't have to roll the R and I'm like I got you and then when I they know don't, don't know to. when they don't know <laughs> and they're standing right there because you're announcing they're gonna be walking in and you yeah. just throwing that dude. The facial reaction, like people don't understand, like those emotions hit us and yeah. what we do so hard. Hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. So hard. So you get to that first event, you're you're buffing up, you're you're taking a little bit here, a little bit there. That way yeah. you can create the Mike Kendall. Right. Way. Well, you know, I, I didn't. I, I just little fractional details, you know, and then and then I melded my own own style, and then you know, I, it's like, all right, well, I hope this works. So I go and do this first event. And I mean, I don't even hardly remember it. I remember I was wearing like a, a red short sleeve polo, some black pants and some black dress shoes or something like that. So and, you feel dressed up, but you're not, you're not the Mike Kendall at the right, night. You know, I was just like, you know? I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go straight to a tuxedo because, uh, you know, in case I fall flat on my face, I got you. I wasn't, I wasn't a poser. At least, <laughs> at least I wasn't a poser. I was just this dude that, that, I tried it and yeah, I failed. Not so good. It was his first event, you know. It was his first event. I, you know, maybe it's not for him, but uh, the uh, the the affirmation came when after the show, um, another promoter that was there that did more regional, you know, shows, bigger shows, uh, and uh, more often comes up to me. He's like, "Man, this was your first show. That's great, dude. Like, you're 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 good. This is for your first fight. This is you're you're really good." come and do my stuff and i'm like sold dude you know <laughs> done absolutely like you know and i was just like okay this is what i'm supposed to do and uh, my whole career has been very much the, kind of the same it's just kind of snowballs i haven't, didn't really have to go out and ask for a bunch of jobs they started just kind of rolling in um people you know people from you know other states would 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 come in and follow the fighters that from that st- that same state they would come and you know, word of mouth spreads spreads a lot. And uh, yeah. now, did you see uh, UFC fighting as your style of fighting that you wanted to do? Obviously, you said you love the boxing realm and you love that. Um, or did you find that was an easier route to get in because it's happening every weekend closer to you? Maybe. Well, I mean, yeah. So I mean, as, as kids growing up, you, you watch Mike Tyson. You know, you watch the Sugar Ray Leonard's, You watch all those dudes. You know, and that was just larger than life. And those were great, but none of that was going on around here. You know, obviously, yeah. fast forward now, Terrence Crawford is killing it. But as when we were kids growing up, I mean, I, as far as I knew, it wasn't existing. But you know, there I am. I'm working c- construction for a guy that's like right in the middle of of the of the local scene in MMA, and uh, and then the, the the guy that I did that event for, the very first event for. I mean, he ran a gym out of his house, and I'm there rolling you know he's like i'm like well i better learn this you know to talk about it and not know what you know i'm talking about with with, seems you know inauthentic yeah i mean you you know when you don't get me wrong 
there's things that we have to do to fake it to make it. Oh, 100%. But Still to this if day. you really want to grow <laughs> the Mike Kendall brand, you're gaining the knowledge from seeing what you're wanting to announce. And, yeah. and I, I just think when you get the energy from the fires, you get the energy from what you're seeing, it helps portray out. For sure, you know. And 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 we're and then getting to work for that guy, you know, he was like, you know, hey, if you want to train here too, you could train here. He had a like a, a, an addition to his house that was two stories hollow. Like he took the floor off the, the and they were in between, so it was a high ceiling, and it was basically like a basement floor, you know, all the way, you know, fourteen whatever, however many feet, doesn't matter. But it was a gym, completely uh, like matted off. The walls were matted okay. and everything. And next thing you know, I'm rolling jujitsu and learned trying to roll jujitsu with like Anthony Smith and and Brian Dunn, who's now the athletic commissioner for in Nebraska. And, and I mean, uh, pioneer. You know, he was there in the very beginning of the sport when it was, you know, you know when it was no holds barred. You know, when it See, was uh, like, uh, crazy, like stuff i think when you see their grind because i think sometimes people don't realize what fighters have to do to be at that level that they want to get to oh yeah and and the grind that they have to go through and obviously you're learning what they're doing on another level but you're also seeing them grow each time how did those relationships start for you and what did you feel uh now that you see where they are now well, definitely. In the future. I mean, you, you you bring up a really good point, dude. Like, I think it might, and it might be just kind of the kind of people that we are as presenters and stuff like that. Like, I we feed off the energy and that we're in, that we're in. You know, if you go and MC parties, you know, pretty soon, you know, there you are partying with these people. You know, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you go and announce these fighters. You know, you're gonna in there be in their training, and you're gonna see kind of what they do, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna want to learn and grow in the sport, just not just talk about it but but be a part of it um growing up the youngest of four brothers um you know th- uh five brothers sorry three of which were you know stud athletes you know i had you know my my older stepbrothers you know one of them went off to, on to play the nfl uh the other one pitched you know the 1990 state championship class a won it for millard north my other brother uh stud full ride scholarship to unk to play football so it's like I've always wanted to, you know, rise up and, and, and be like the, you know, be as good. Like, and if not anything, pursue greatness like they did, you know, it's just, it through osmosis is kind of how you, you know, you succeed in life and, and, and that, that drive and that drive and that want to ex- exceed in that, you know, and watching these dudes like go on and do great things made me want to go on and do great things and so yeah you're feeding off that energy of the people you're around but but people don't understand sometimes the mental struggle that we go through though because we are trying to be better than who we are like and and it's sometimes it's hard because like you said there's no state championship for what we do there's no i mean now they're doing competitions in high school but there's nothing we can go do and go you know what we're the best effing announcer in this state and I got this to prove it. Now, obviously, the clout comes with the different programs that you start building and you grow. Yeah. That's our championship ring by people going, I want that guy announcing. I want that guy DJing. I want that guy. Those are our championships every time. 
Yeah. But it's not something that's always coming in this big flood, like, you know, that everybody thinks, oh, yeah, they're always getting requests. Or they go, man, I forgot you announced. I forgot that. Yeah. And you're like, but this is who I am. Yeah. This is like all I do. It's so crazy, dude. It's like, if like, when I come home, when I fly home from all these events, dude, and then I run into people, you know, out, out and about, and they're like, you still doing that announcing thing? I'm like, wow, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just broadcasted across the world, you know, <laughs> last <laughs> night I did a world championship, you know, uh, a world championship fight. And uh, you're like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, cool, cool, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the accolades, I mean, it took a long time before the accolades started kind of rolling in. Um, yeah, and then like, the, like you say, championship ring, like it was crazy because uh, my first season with the Omaha Beef in 2021, you know, we won the the, the CIF championship. And they gave me a ring too, you know, my name's on it and everything. So it's like, wow, holy smokes, dude. It just, it kind of relit the fire. I had been kind of you know, experiencing a little bit mundane, mundaneness. And I'm just like, wow, here's something else. Here's something else I can be good at um, and, and excel in. And, but yeah. Uh, so you brought up a word though, mundane. Okay. Oh, yeah. How you grind. get into, you, you're on that grind. Yeah. What did it, what was the reset? What do you what do you remember even thinking before you got to that reset? Like, was there a thinking, man, should I go do something else? Should I, you know, because like we said, I mean, we're not afraid to say it. Money isn't everything in what we do. Certainly. Um, I mean, definitely. There's you know, I did concrete work. I just I retired again. <laughs> just this last year uh i said i'd never i'm not gonna touch this stuff anymore so it's when like, you see him do you do concrete <laughs> <laughs> no so i, I told, told myself man i'm done doing this it's it's, it's kind of getting any younger it's destroyed my body it's turned me into a very old man real quick you know so um you're right you, you speak about the money i mean i i don't make half of what i made as a concrete foreman you know um but i was grinding 65 70 75 hours a week um and it was destroying me, you know, mentally, physically. So here I oh, am. Oh, you're telling me money didn't cure it? No. Yeah, no. I didn't have time to spend it, you know. It was just all going towards, you know, property and animals and all that. Because that, that's what I tell people, <laughs> like, when they're like, man, you're always busy. I go, but nothing I do is a job. Nothing yeah. I do do I go, gosh, True. I don't want to come in and do that interview. No, it's because I set it up. I This is the people I want to talk to. True. Like, like those mental things and and obviously not everybody can get into that situation it took many years of grinding yeah. to get to where i can do what i do and i'm blessed to have a wife at home that does support it and 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 but it's still not easy because if i'm not moving or i'm not doing something or event i'm not making money <laughs> like right. it isn't like it's just coming hands over fist but it's also something you know, we're grinding. So obviously you get to where you're turning back. You're, you're thinking, man, is, is this what I want to do? You know, but you just, you adapt, you have to adapt your life. You know, of course I'm not making the money I made as a concrete guy, but man, I look at the things I get to do, like the, the traveling I get to do, you know, cost free because all my travels always, and all my expenses are always, you know, provided and paid for i don't take that into consideration that that is actually income as well yes and some of the crazy places that the lfa has taken me you know we do i just did a fight uh last month in niagara falls like literally two blocks away from niagara falls and it's beautiful so so from the middle of omaha did you ever get you a chance to go to niagara falls until then 
no, dude, I hadn't been out. <laughs> you know, apart from the moving around I did as a kid, Niagara Falls was, you know, was the last place you'd ever think you saw, you know, you'd think you'd see, you know, you saw it on Superman back in the day growing up. Yes. You're like, oh, man, that, that places like that exist only in the movies. You know, I'd never thought that I'd get to do that. And then, you know, obviously um, the LFA took me out to L.A. And you're like, wow, dude, there's the ocean, you know. Um, so yeah, Las Vegas, I did a, you know, I've done a couple fights in Las Vegas. We're looking to go back, you know, at the end of the year and do a fight at the Palms, which is pretty exciting, but like, wow, like I think of my, I think, you know, God, I'm tired of all this traveling, you know, and then I'm like, like it, it takes things that you need things that like, Hey, shut up. Look what you get to do. You know, yes. life to smack you in the face. Like really? you're complaining that you have to travel and do all this stuff and then deal with these airports. Like who cares, dude, like you have the greatest job in the world. And I'm like, you know, you know, I, this is the conversation I have with myself. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I do. I love my job. And if it wasn't for a little bit of adversity, like that I have to go through with, it wouldn't, it would make, it wouldn't make the good stuff so much, so much better. So as good as it is. See, and that's what like, yeah, like even like, my wife will say, oh, you've got this. You've done this so many times. You're good. But like before every show, before every DJ said, I mean, I did homecoming for 1,400 kids on Saturday. Before, I'm like, my stomach is turning. Like I'm thinking because I think those are the nerves that we do it for too. It is even as much as sometimes our stomach will turn. That's how we know we love what we do oh, instead man. of just going up there. But but during that mundane time, and I say it in DJ, and I mean, I DJed with my guy Money Marks probably about a year and a half ago, um, and he's EDM, and it pushed me harder than I've ever been pushed before by myself. He was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm challenging myself. I'm taking what you're doing, and I want to challenge myself to be better. And I've had some of the best DJ time since then because I got out of that mundane, but it's so easy because you are doing so much traveling and you wear yourself out or, you know, that's why doing so many weddings is hard for me because I feel I would wear myself out. I don't feel I would put on the best performance every yeah. single time. How do you get out of that? And, and what's some things is, is there anything that like promoters help you talk about? Is there anybody that, that you are a part of with the LFA that you, that you could talk to and, and kind of feed off of? Um, I mean, that's really not really so much the the life, life. You know, I mean, I you could, I could get real deep and start talking about manifestation and stuff like that. But it's, you know, when I find myself like, you know, I wish I would wish there was other avenues. I want to find something. You know, I want to do something else. You know, I I, I want to get rid of this MMA fight, MMA fight, MMA fight. You know, and then the next thing you know, and then oh, there's my boxing promotion. They want they want me to come do boxing. Well, that's good. That's good uh the omaha beef want you to pa announce oh cool okay cool now we're now we're rolling now we're going into different sports now we're just not even in combat sports now we're in you know football and then yeah. and then um i had the opportunity just this last weekend uh adam sella uh, a former ufc uh, uh fighter uh invited me to come out and uh mc uh to ring announce not even it's not even a ring announcing there's no ring, <laughs> <laughs> but to announce uh, a Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu match, 22 okay. matches. It's an invitational. Marcelo for uh, Marcel Fortuna, uh, Diego uh, Hamalo was the main event. Like you know, if 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 you're a guy that knows anything about Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like those two dudes are, you know, one dude's a 29-time world champ, 
you know, in IBJJF. And well, I like you brought that up. Dude, has there has there been any surreal moments for you that you almost had to take a step back and realize what you were doing? A million, bro, a million, a million. Be, uh, announcing outside uh, at the DLV Event Center in Las Vegas. Um, I'm sitting in the. I'm, it's an outdoor event. I'm sitting there in, inside the octagon, inside the uh, RFA octagon, and I'm like. Your referee in charge of the actions, Big John McCarthy, and I'm like, <laughs> how in the hell did I get here? You know, that, how did I surreal. get here? You know, and, I'm, and then there you are. You put the you put your arm. You know, you refereed it. You know, referee in charge of the action, Big John McCarthy. Then you put your arm underneath the referee's arm so that they can you know issue instructions. And I'm like, I'm like how many people have the opportunity <laughs> to be this close to this dude you know there's there's moments like that or when i'm announcing a former ufc uh a star you know those are you know incredible moments that you know that well, you're when like you wow say the former ufc like how does the movement from going like ufc to a different brand like lfa how does that stuff go and and do some of these fighters feel like they're owed something because hey i was an mma fighter or well that well that that's the, so the rfa i mean i could this is some history lesson right here but so like the rfa was started in carney and it they the guy that started it there um wanted it to be a resurrection so rfa resurrection fighting alliance Okay. And what he wanted to do was was try to resurrect these old careers. I mean, I'm announcing, you know, you're announcing Jens Pulver, who's a former UFC world champion. Maurice Smith was a former UFC champion. Gilbert Ivo is a world class world champion kickboxer. Um, all these dudes, you know, they're wanting a to make a resurgence, you know. Yeah. And he was there to to facilitate that. Um, when the uh, some other partners came in and bought that and then they like because this model is not going to work you're not going to be having you know having all these fighters that make twenty thousand dollars a fight fighting in carney and, and it'd be profitable yeah so they kind of readjusted it and made it into basically a prospect league so that okay. is now and so then when the rfa merged with legacy fighting championships it really became like the premier prospect um mma league in the world you know and uh so then you're just dealing with dudes that are hungry so okay. you're not dealing with the dudes that are you know just give me my money i'm here to fight you know you yeah know. they're looking to get get he's, that yeah. step closer and it's such that the atmosphere is so much better it's so much better you know this is this is exactly what i mean if i if i never climb the ladder and go up to the ufc you know because that's the last place i could go really from from where i'm at um if i never get there i'm i'm happy because i'm working with the kids that are their, their dream is real and you're there and you're a part of it and that's a great feeling so yeah i mean i, I love it for what it is it's the dealing with those guys it's the right way because they're hungry they want to they want to get to the big leagues and that's it's exciting to watch that now i have to ask this and i only do it because i got i got a friend who's an umpire he's had his chances to like do some you know even up to a storm chaser but it's like if you're not in with the right click or if you're not in with the right people the opportunity for that next level, maybe to get to the NCAA or whatever for him is slim to none. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's a dog eat dog world when it comes to the announcing world? Or do you feel like it's something uh, that you get what you're continuing to earn? 
you know, I'm a firm believer and you, you get exactly what you deserve. Um, so I'm comfortable in, in that it, it dog eat dog. I mean, I suppose, I mean, there's a lot of dudes that are out there fighting for jobs. I mean, there's dudes that are out there fighting for my jobs, my positions, the promoters show me and send me and talk to me about the emails that they get constantly about dudes wanting my, my job. And, uh, we laugh about it. Um, I'm good where I'm at. Uh, and I mean, no one's going to take my job from me. Uh, the people that I work with, I've been loyal to them for years, you know, and, and, uh, in, in turn, they are to me. And, uh, so yeah, I don't really take much, con- you know, consideration in it. Um, you know, get in where you fit in. I mean, if, 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 that, if there's anyone out there like, Oh, I want to, you know, do this or do that. You know, if, if you, if it's meant to be yours, it, it will be, but you can't just become complacent. You have to go out there and get it. So. Well, and you're speaking about going out and get it. What do you got coming up here in 2023 as we're about to end and going to 2024? Any any big things going for uh, Mike Kendall in the announcing world? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, the LFA continues to grow and become better and better. And it's you know, every show that we do has, you know, huge implications to it. Um, we're going to uh, – I'm, I'm flying to Dallas tomorrow morning for an event that we're doing LFA 169, our 169th event, dude, it's, it's been like, you know, in seven years, it's been, it's been crazy. Um, so that one in Dallas, it's been a long time, over a year and a half since we've been back there to Dallas. Um, so excited for that, of course. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other events that are kind of, just are you back green. in the beef? Aren't they about to start up too? or the beef will start back up in uh, spring, late spring. spring. Okay. That's right. But that's now right. that, now that we're in the NAL, I don't know if that's going to change our time of season. Um, Cause uh, we left the, the CIF league. Now we're in the national arena league and uh, you know, on to bigger, better, better, bigger, better things really um, after winning the, the championship uh, in this, this last season, um, which was awesome. man. 13 and 0. This team that we were that we had this year, we you know with Tommy Armstrong, the former yeah. Nebraska quarterback at the helm. Wow. Like what an incredible thing it was to see right there at midfield, you know, down right there on the on the turf, dude. It was you had my boy DJ next one doing his thing yeah, and, dude, and Nick, creating man. the yeah. environment. I mean he creates uh, a great environment. Wow. Speaking of DJs, you know, like wow. He the players love it. Like cause he cause he sets the tone before the, the before the doors even open. Like he's there playing the music that the, that the players want to hear. Yes, and like they're, they're all just like getting it, like getting it, dude. Like he he pumps those dudes up in a way that I could never, you know. Yeah. So it's it's extremely awesome to watch that. So of course you got these multiple venues that you've been to. What's been the one that you have time stamped that's been one of your favorite memories? Man, there's so many, but uh, I'd have to say my place, my Graceland, dude, is probably the Pentagon arena in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, dude. Um, the venue is great. It's, uh, it's very, you know, it's, I mean, it's, you know, a couple, what, two, 3000, you know, max capacity. But I tell you right now, like the, the crowd in Sioux Falls, those people bring it every event that we do up there. Um, so, I mean, they even tailgate the fights, you know, <laughs> tailgate before the fights. I'm like, like these people are serious, dude. So yeah, that's definitely you know Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the Pentagon Arena up there. That's definitely been one of the great ones. Um, I mean, there's so many beautiful venues. It's I'm not doing it any justice, but uh, you know, nothing beats the you know the atmosphere in in L.A. Like the beach atmosphere out there, the 
the falls in new york i mean everywhere <laughs> dude is is beautiful it's it's awesome so if you think of where you are today and where you started back in the day is this where you pictured yourself not in a million years not in a million years but you know um i mean i, I dreamed of it and it, it took a long time to make those dreams come to fruition i did a lot of fights and events in dirt floor um establishments pole barns you know you know sand volleyball courts you know like it's been crazy but uh I'm proud that I've started. I started at the bottom, and I worked my well, my, worked myself up to the top, and uh, in that I, I lived the dream. Of, the dream became, you know, manifested in in the work that I did, and the, in in the people that I chose to be a part with. Well, I appreciate your story. I appreciate your time. Just uh, hopefully, someone if they watch this, they go, man. That's the voice that I want. That's what I want. Just as you used to do when you were younger with Buffer and all that. I mean, everybody knows let's get ready to rumble is the ideal, the the top notch, the want to. Yeah. But they also can get something small from it as a parent going, man, these struggles that the kids or my son or daughter will have to go through to get to where they are. You got to be able to talk with them through some of that because not everybody has those people that you can, because they might go, you're not going to make enough money to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. You can't live that dream. Well, you're living the dream because of hard work, dedication, and you are where you are today, getting better for a better tomorrow. So once again, I appreciate Mike Kendall sharing his story as an announcer, ring announcer, but beyond that, he's an entertainer in what he does. DJ K-Dub Omaha with Wired Access Podcasts, part of the Herd App Production. We'll see you next time.